When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Uh, let's start with defensive rookie then, I guess. Okay, I think that it's Will Anderson Jr. I think there's a lot of really nice defensive rookies you know, for Devon Witherspoon to be playing as well as he is starting as a rookie corner. I think that that is certainly noteworthy. The production that Jalen Carter has been able to have, the pressures that he's been able to, to, to produce. I mean, like, I, I think that standing out like that has been great for a rookie as well. But I ultimately went with um, Will Anderson Jr. because he's just been really good at all of it. He's been a really nice run defender. He's been a really good pass rusher. I think he's a very sound football player. And it's really, really hard for rookies to be that. You know, I think that when you look at awards such as MVP or Offensive Player of the Year or Defensive Player of the Year, in general, you don't want to just see average, right? You want to see, like, did they dominate in a certain area where they really impacted the game? Anderson did, certainly, but it's really impressive for a rookie to be good at basically everything. You know, like, he was not a detractor to his team in the run game or the pass game, and in fact, he was a reason why they succeeded this year on that side of the ball. So, the well-roundedness that Will Anderson has, to me, actually means a little bit more than some of these other players who might have had more pressures than him, might have had more a better pass rush win percentage. You know, certainly when you go to defenders, it's like, okay, takeaways, interceptions, forcing completions, things like that. Other guys really were able to do well in certain categories, but the fact that Anderson Jr. was able to come into the NFL, start right away, and play at a really high level for a full 16-game season was super impressive to me. So that's why I had to go with him as my defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think uh, I think Anderson's absolutely one of the candidates. I think Jalen Carter started off. It looked like he had this award locked up earlier in the season. Uh, the second half of the year for him really fell off. Uh, the flip side of that is Kobe Turner really came on the second half of the year, but wasn't as strong in the first half of the season. Like the, those two guys had opposite seasons and actually ended up in a very similar ballpark in terms of overall production. Kobe Turner ends up the season with 48 total pressures. Carter had 49. Turner's pass rush grade was 80.5. Carter's was 85.9. Uh, Turner had ended up with more sacks, 11 to Jalen Carter, 7. But those two guys, I think, were both standouts, were both legitimate candidates for this award. I ended up going with Devin, uh, Devon Witherspoon, though, the Seattle Seahawks corner, who, I mean, it's hard to hit the ground running as a corner in the NFL, even though Sauce Gardner just did it the year before. It's even harder to do it in all areas of the game, which is what Witherspoon excelled at. Like his 
college tape was exactly the same tape as we saw in the NFL. He has 10 pressures as a blitzer. Three of them were sacks. He had 10 pass breakups. He had almost 30 defensive stops, which is a, an insane number. Might actually lead all corners. Doesn't quite, but it's top, uh, top seven. Um, just an incredible season, well-rounded season, amazing year for a rookie at one of the hardest positions in the NFL to play. I think he's defensive rookie of the year. People in the chat are also shouting out uh, Kobe Turner like you did. And you're right. I, I should have mentioned him in a couple of names that I had because he was the other player within that a group of four that I really thought about between Anderson, Turner, Carter, and, uh, and, and Witherspoon for that award. Because certainly if you take draft position into account – him being a mid-day three selection yeah. and really overplaying that and being able to lead the league in sacks for a rookie is 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 really, really impressive. So um, maybe, you know, maybe it just didn't stand out as much to me because my co-host at NFL Stock Exchange co said that Kobe Turner was one of the biggest combine snubs that there was last year and was really banging the table for him when it came to his guys in the middle of the draft. So maybe I just wasn't surprised enough by the fact that he's playing really well, so... I guess if we're shouting out rookies, which is a good thing to do, I would also I would give at least a mention for Brian Branch, the the Lions slot corner slash safety Blame hybrid him. player. Uh, I think he's been a steal, and Ivan Pace Jr. for the Vikings, like undrafted uh, linebacker, ends up being like a linchpin of that defense. The the Brian Flores scheme was a green dot guy for for various periods with uh, Jordan Hicks out and and played really well and did more than I think people thought he was capable of. They use him on the blitz a lot, but they also ended up you know, putting him in coverage. He had a good coverage grade by the end of it, made a lot of plays. I would at least give him a shout-out as well. All right, what about offensive rookie? This one's really tough between the two main candidates. Ultimately, I went with C.J. Stroud because it is so, so difficult to be doing what he is doing as a rookie starting quarterback. Not only that, you didn't even drop him in like a phenomenal situation. But obviously, Bobby Slowick has proven himself to be a great offensive coordinator and a potential head coaching candidate. But the wide receiver room there was viewed as one of the worst in the NFL going into the season. And now it's a totally different look, not to take anything away from the receivers themselves, but CJ Stroud's a, a big part of that. And the offensive line, we thought that they were going to get Stroud killed and there have been times when it hasn't been as bad as we thought it was going to be. But there are certainly times where Stroud's pressured, but the way he's been able to play under pressure in some of those biggest moments, some comebacks, some huge throws, you talked about those Heisman moment type of things. I mean, that comeback game against the Buccaneers, I, just, I obviously remember that one well because I watched like every snap of it. But just those kinds of moments, it feels like have been littered in throughout the season. And for a rookie quarterback to be doing that, I just cannot stress enough how difficult that is, especially coming from an environment like Ohio State where you are surrounded by five-star talent, a wide receiver, at running back, at offensive line. When Ohio State steps on the field, they're basically more talented than every single team that they're going to face, and they know that, and often the results reflect that. So for him to make that jump to the NFL, things to look very different. It's a first-time head coach, Slovak taking over at offense coordinator. It's a budding but rebuilding offensive line and receiver group and to have this kind of production to make the playoffs man uh i had to give it to cj stroud even with puka nakua breaking records this year DraftKings Sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game new customers can bet just five bucks on anything 
to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything, five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, a sweetener offer every single game where you can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners, you got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ont. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, I, I think those are the definitely the two candidates. Um, I what Pukunuku is doing is fantastic. I will say though that in this world of you know, how difficult is it? Nakua has, has broken a series of records that stood since 1960, right? So that's impressive. On the other hand, um, in the top five of those rankings are rookies that came into the NFL in the last couple of years, right? Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So it is becoming more common that wide receivers hit the ground running, look really good right away. Now, they're not fifth-round draft picks, but still – it's not, yeah. you know, you look on the one hand, he did something that hadn't been done since 1960. On the other hand, two people in the last three years came really close to doing it. So I was going to say, and did, did, didn't Nakua have at least two more games than whoever the dude who won it in 1960? Oh, yeah. Was? The guy, I, like, four. The guy who did it in 1960 had did it yeah. in 13 games. Right. And so it's like, okay, because when I was going back and forth with, the, with this award, my big question was, I'm not trying to disrespect anything that Puka Nakua did, especially, like you said, being a day three draft pick is incredible. But if we aren't allowed to say, oh, he broke the record, let's say he was one yard short of the record. Right. Who are you giving this award to? And I would be giving it to Stroud, and that's ultimately why. Yeah, I mean, my, my point there was was just to say that I think what Stroud is doing is still every bit as as impressive as what Nakua is doing, even though there aren't necessarily records attached to it. Um, look, it, I mean, anyone that listens to the show knows that I was not particularly high on C.J. Stroud coming out. He has been an absolute revelation. You know, we can talk about how much of an impact Bobby Slowick makes or the fact that the the sort of situation around him has been better than it looked on paper heading into the season. But he's also the one rookie quarterback where when the veteran came in, it looked a lot worse immediately, right? And the veteran's not bad. I mean, you know, they, they had a, they have Case Keenum ready to step in and it immediately didn't function the way it did with Stroud. And then Stroud comes back, the whole offense looks better. He's also done it without some of the weapons that he had, you know, for various points in the year. Tank Dell gets hurt, misses the back end of the season. Nico Collins missed a little bit of time. Like, there were times where it was not an amazing situation at all, even relative to the players that we didn't think were going to make huge impacts. So, you know, we we talked about it on the, the Monday show, I think. Stroud is probably hitting right now like the 97th percentile plus of his range of outcomes when when it came to projecting what he would be in the draft. Mm -hmm. And he now looks like one of the best quarterbacks that's come into the league 
for years. He looks absolutely fantastic. So I think you have to give him rookie of the year. I agree. I agree with you. So then between those two, between Witherspoon and Mike Case, Stroud uh, and Stroud on, on offense, and then Will Anderson in your case and Stroud uh, on offense, who wins overall rookie of the year? Dang, I, did, I guess I, I didn't even click for me that I had <laughs> the two Texans. That's crazy because there was so much talk about the move that they made to go up and get Anderson. Oh man, that's wild. Um, yeah, I mean it's easy. It's it's easily CJ Stroud. Yeah, you, ha- you have to be able to give it to the quarterback. The the degree of difficulty. Not that playing in the trenches is easy whatsoever. And again, I think the well roundedness of Will Anderson is really impressive. But just what Stroud has been doing overall is, um, yeah, that's that's got to get the nod for me. Yeah, same. I, I think what he's doing this year is is genuinely impressive. Um, we you know we do these projections of PFF sometimes and. The way you think of it is like a bell curve, right? And there's there's a small chance that he's going to be absolutely terrible. There's a pretty good chance he's going to be somewhere in the middle. And then there's a small chance he's going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, Stroud is hitting the the really thin end of the amazing end of his spectrum right now. And it's it's incredibly impressive. I certainly didn't expect it. And I, I don't know. Like, he's, I've, I keep using this line. He's become the Georgia C.J. Stroud, but all the time. That's and that's right. You were correct. That's what I keep going back to is that there were things that I certainly liked about Stroud. I always felt like he had great fundamentals, thought he had great arm talent. I felt like he could hit every throw on the field. But the way that he read the field, especially under pressure at Ohio State outside of that Georgia game, really spooked me because that's something that happens in the NFL. You've got to be able to throw off platform. You got to be able to navigate a pocket. You got to be able to handle pressure well and um, get back on script and, and keep your eyes downfield and just handle things really well. He did that at an excellent level against Georgia, but that was very clearly the best game he'd ever played under that much pressure against that kind of defense. So the big question going into the offseason was, is this the new CJ Stroud? Because this is the last game we saw from him. Yeah. And yeah, the answer ended up being yes. 